Outlier Gentleman says it's right, rise up. Oh, the Outlier Gentleman. Oh, yes, hello. This is gonna be a real bold statement. This is gonna be people are gonna like probably shit. Pull off. up my pants right now. <laughs> What's the fucking little boy's name? Jeb, Jab, fucking Jed, fucking Jedediah, fucking Clampett. <laughs> What's his fucking name? Jed Walker. Yeah, I kind of wanted him to die. He was annoying. What the fuck? Yeah, um, not gonna lie. Dude, you get this ass whooped all season. Don't say great. shit. That's great. <laughs> I felt like fucking Rose, like, he was just a fucking idiot, man. Like, the fucking Corinthian comes for him, and he's like, yeah, your sister sent me, and it's like, do you not fucking have any goddamn sense? Bro, if you think about it, if you're getting your ass whooped by a hillbillies all day, you'll get in the car with anybody. This dude, you know what, I'll take an ass beating with a fucking belt. Over fucking getting sodomized by a fucking <laughs> some rando fucking white guy that I don't know. <laughs> and, and and honestly, he couldn't fucking have that happen because in the fucking hotel, the fucking Chimo fucking dude finds him. Right. That's he, he was like this close. He was fucking that close to getting fucking raped and fucking murdered by this dude. And you know what's fucked up? Like, even watching that part. Like, because there's a setup scene where you have these people that are setting up, like, the guest of honor for their convention. They pull the Corinthian. And this dude starts drinking a fucking, like, like a fucking, like... Capri Sun. Right. And I'm like, okay, this guy's obviously a child molester. And I called that shit, and I'm like, see? He's He's literally talking about finding these kids and killing them at Walt Disney World. Yeah. And he's like, if you strike out, you can always ride the rides. And I'm like, this dude needs to be fucked to death with a goddamn pineapple in his ass well, until like, he dies. Well, I don't know, if, like, spoiler, fucking, like, immediate spoilers. Sandman fucks them up bad. Oh, yeah, because he but fucking... You, you see yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Because he's like, I'm going to fucking take the joy out of it for you. And just make you feel the guilt. And that's the power of the fucking Sandman. Yeah. That's what they, I feel like they did a really good job of like, okay, so if you're the uninitiated, you're watching the Sandman, and you're like, okay, so you're the king of dreams, what the fuck can you do? This is bullshit, whatever, I'll just stab you, whatever. The way that the show articulates his power, and it shows how people try to fuck with him, and how he turns it around on him. On them. On fucking Lucifer... Dr. Destiny, fucking Corinthian. Throughout the show, they show you how smart the hero is. And they show you, like, he knows, he's in touch with his powers. He knows what the fuck he can do. And he basically is like an arbiter. He's like, he's like, he, he's like yeah. a punisher. Not even, not even basically an arbiter. He is one. Yeah. He is one. And the thing is, is that I wouldn't really call him a hero, 
It'd be more like an anti-hero or like you said, like a host. Exactly. I would say if you were to pick a hero, I guess, it would probably be Rose Weaver. Or Rose Walker, yeah. Sorry. Rose Ro- Walker, yeah. But uh, Watch the show, Tim. Quit poking on fucking <laughs> I'm just going off of what I've seen. Yeah, yeah. But uh, No, you're right. The one thing I will give that is that they made her fucking stupid OP. Like, even he, like, she showed up in his throne room, and he's like, how the fuck did you get here? Yeah, she smoked him a couple yeah, times. Yeah, he's, he's like, you're not supposed to be able to get here. And she's like, yeah, fucking, I heard you talking about my brother, what's up? Um, yeah, she's strong as fuck. Yeah, and then she's like, this shit is over. And this, dream like, is, this dream is over, and fucking bam. No, like, I think the show did a great job of, like, you know, like, and that's the thing that, like, you want to build intrigue. You you introduce your your protagonists. You give them their powers. You show them not as weak, but you give them weaknesses, and then you 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 challenge them. And the fucking Sandman, the way that Neil and this dude, um, well, not just David Goyer, but this new dude, this uh, Alan Heinberg dude, these dudes got together and they fucking collaborated and they wrote the shit out and they planned the shit out in a way to where all the bases were covered, man. And well, Gaiman wanted to do this shit back in, like, 2013. Well, I, well, I, I did some, some digging on that, and I guess all the pitches that he got from people, he shit on them immediately. Like, so bad, he, like, took, like, pages from somebody's pitch and leaked it to the internet so they would shit on it and then, like, dead the deal that he was trying to make. And I was like, wow, Neil's a fucking savage for that. <laughs> well, he's, he's like, um... God damn it, why can't I think of his name? Dude, the Wrath of Watchmen. Alan Moore. Thank you. He's like him. I'm not going to sign off on this shit unless I'm absolutely certain that it's going to Neil, Neil's, be good with my vision of it. Neil sat under the tree of Alan Moore, but Neil was a little bit more hands-on. Neil was like, you're going to sit in a room with me. And we're going to hash it out, motherfucker. Yeah, 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 That's yeah. where Alan Moore don't do that shit. Alan Moore's like, fuck off. <laughs> Neil's like, <laughs> Neil's like, all right, bitch, sit in the room. Let's fucking go. Like, I like that. Alan Moore just like sits up in his ivory tower. He watches the work and he's like, this is bullshit. Yeah, he smokes a bunch of peyote. And he's like, I wouldn't even fucking waste your time. <laughs> Watch my masterclass. Where fucking movies are fucking bullshit. <laughs> See, and I kept getting, I kept getting Goyer. I I always get Goyer and Ayer confused. Don't, because Goyer's track record is way good. better. Goyer's good. Ayer is fucking trash. That dude's fucking garbage. Okay, my my own personal like thing. Ayer's end of watch, fucking good. Everything, yeah, anything DC related, not. Nah. How how long ago was end of watch, Eric? A couple of years couple of years before Suicide Squad. Yeah, and what's happened since then? Nothing. <laughs> Wait, no, he did, I, the, he did the Tank movie with Brad Pitt yeah, and John Bernthal. that nobody watched. I, but I heard it was good. Sit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I gotta watch that, and then I'll co- come back to this podcast later. Bright, Bright? Didn't he do Bright? Wasn't Bright his too? I, uh, he directed it. I don't know if he wrote it. He directed it. And how was Bright? Bright was like, hey, fucking... Uh, ogres, you guys suck. It was like racism, but with ogres. I was like, Jesus, dude. Yeah, Bright Bright had the potential to be... When I first saw the previews for Bright, I'm like, this is fucking, like, D&D fucking players, like, dream. Like, ogres in real life, and they're, like, fucking police, and then all of a sudden I start watching this movie, and I'm like, 
this is like some fucking weird like people are racist against ogres shit. It was thinly veiled statement on racism, and it wasn't even a poignant state uh, statement on racism racism either. It was just fucking stupid. But anyway, I, I took us off track. That's that's just where my brain's at. Neurodivergence is fun, everybody. Yay! <laughs> Neurodivergence is the podcast. <laughs> the podcast. But from what I've seen, I'll probably give the Sandman an opportunity, a run. Um... There are some scenes I show my wife. My wife is super uninitiated. I gave her, like, a glimpse of the Sandman graphic novel. She read it, and she was like, oh, fuck. And I told her, I showed her, like, a, I read, she read, like, a page, a couple pages, and then I showed her, like, a scene on, like, YouTube. And she was very interested, but I told her, like, there are a lot of characters, so, like, you gotta treat it more like a play. It's not a fucking MCU thing. It's not a CWDC thing. It's a way other different fucking thing. Mm. The moment you treat it differently from other comic book shit, it will be better for you. If you treat it like... I don't see... I feel like if you treat it like a stage play, like if you're watching fucking Hamlet, you're going to dig it way more. Yeah, because that was the other thing I got confused on. Like, I would... It seemed like each episode was like its own story, and by the end of it, the story was wrapped. As okay. opposed, like, a, with a couple of exceptions. Absolutely. That's 100% correct. And I feel like the show was better for it because the, the book was that, exactly that. And, you know, the, the introduction of a Lady Constantine... Joanna? I, I wasn't bothered by it because in the, in the comic book... John Constantine's, you know, predecessor, centuries prior, was Joanna Constantine. But instead of having Matt Ryan as Constantine, they just have the same lady replies in the same role, which is fine. That's totally fine. I'm not bothered by that. I think they did a good job of con- like introducing Constantine to another audience because if you have people who are like a Netflix fans who don't watch fucking CW and like know Legends of Tomorrow, like they might not fucking know. I was just saying, I don't watch fucking CW. That shit's fucking garbage. I mean, <laughs> I mean, fucking fish. I mean, you know, I'm not gonna say that shit. I mean, like, okay, maybe season one of Flash was good. <laughs> the TV show, season one of Flash TV show was good. Um, Arrow, season two of Arrow was really good. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, fucking hopping around. Yeah. Uh, the second half of Legends of Tomorrow was good. <laughs> I don't know. This shit's hit and miss. The CW shit's hit or miss, 100%. Supergirl, I don't know. They had Ally McBeal in that shit. I don't fucking know. That's my, <laughs> ask my wife about that shit. But Sandman, like, they streamlined a lot of shit. And, like, they... In the book, they basically, they have a lot of DC stuff, like, just, like, lore imprinted. Like, when they introduce uh, John D, played by my man, the fucking God, G-A-W-D. God. David Thewlis. Yeah, I missed. Fucking kills this shit. I was going to say, Kate was talking about Thewlis. I love David Thewlis. (sighs) Um, The best. He would, I fell in love with him when he played Lupin in Harry Potter. Yeah. 
And Thulis can just do no fucking wrong in my eyes. Every time I see that guy on screen, I'm like, this dude's just a fucking super G. You should watch Sandman purely for Thulis. Well, I only seen him in the one... I seen him in, like, the one episode. That's where his mom comes to visit him, and she gives him the ruby. That's supposed to be Arkham Asylum, by the way. Oh, no shit. They changed it. In the book, it was Arkham. He busts, oh. out, he busts out of Arkham... Yeah. Which, I mean, is fucking, for some reason, like, super fucking easy to do. Super but, easy. <laughs> anyway, um, no, the shit with the ruby was fucking hardcore, and, like, well, it was funny because Kate is real susceptible to nightmares. She gets nightmares, like, really easy. And, like, I'm watching this part with her, with fucking Thulis, and, like, the dude goes to shoot him, and the bullet fucking, like, turns around and fucking shoots him. Shit's nasty, dude. And fucking all you just see is, like, brains and, like, entrails. <laughs> because the, his mom tells him, like, she's like, now that you have this, nobody can hurt you. No you're invincible. Hurt you. No yeah. hurt you. Yeah, you're invincible now. But the only thing is, is I missed, I missed what happened, because he meets the Corinthian. And he... The Corinthian gives him his coat, and he's like, "Do I? Uh, should I, when should I get this back to you?" And he's like, "I just want to make sure you get where you're going." That's it. Was that it? That's it. That was the end of the story. Stir the pot, brother. That's all he does. That's all Corinthian does is stir the pot. After that moment, he gets picked up by a, a good Samaritan. There's a whole fucking episode worth of fucking good writing. And fucking good ass acting. So Thulis is in another episode after that. Oh yeah. Okay, because I missed, I missed what happened with Thulis after that. There's time. a whole fucking, there's a whole episode dedicated to him in a diner, with random people, and he uses the ruby and basically he what he wants to do is he wants to create a world without lies. So you have multiple people in a closed space. Being honest for the first time ever. And the shit goes off the fucking oh, rails. Oh, see, I heard you and my wife talking about that upstairs. Shit gets rough. And, and Kate was like, it was hard watching the diner scene. Dude, so that's what you're talking about, like how uncomfortable it gets? It gets rough. Where it's like, like, is it like, like real shit? Like, Tim, I know you're fucking, I say you're a good guitarist, but you suck ass. Never play guitar again. Fucking kill yourself kind let, of shit. Let me what? give you one brief example. All right. So there's a waitress that is like sort of like, um, she placates everybody. She's like, oh, hey, yeah, like, hey, come sit. Oh, okay, give us your favorite food. Hey, let me tell you right now, new person who just came in the restaurant, I, I, I set these two up. Yeah, like there's like this whole thing. So she has a crush on the chef. The chef blows her off. He's the one making the burgers. She serves the burgers, whatever, right? Once Doc, Dr. Destiny, John D, in the DC, he's a Justice League villain named Dr. Destiny. That's him. That's Thulis. Once he starts using the ruby and he's like, I want to make a world without lies. You be who you are. You say what you want to say. So the waitress goes to the chef and just is honest with him and says, hey, do you want to have dinner? And she likes him. And the chef's like, no. And he's... She's like, well, you come to my house all the time anyway. He's like, because I like having dinner with you and, you know, your son. And then she's like, well, maybe after, you know, we come over, we have dinner. My son goes to bed. 
I'll go to bed. You can come to my bed. And the chef's like, no. Because every time I go to your house and we have dinner, your son goes to bed, and you go to bed, I go to bed with your son. <gasps> and the waitress is like fucking horrified. And she's like, what the fuck? And he's like, your son's 21. He knows what the fuck he's doing. Yeah, I go upstairs and I fuck your son. And I'm like, I'm watching this shit at 6 a.m. Like, <laughs> drinking coffee like, yo! Yo! Talk about fucking clapping cheeks. I'm like, yo! <laughs> so, it's not too much of a spoiler because shit goes off the rails even further. But like, just that one moment where I, I was talking about this, where like, the way I've spoken on the podcast before about a murderer's row of writers in a writer's room, you have people that know how to fucking get you with words versus bullshit versus swear words versus violence. If I can get you with just a sentence, if I can get you to be like, yeah, I go upstairs and I fuck your son. Everybody in the room is like, okay, (laughs) what the fuck does that mean? That's what I'm talking about. Like, verbally, the vulgarity, if it's verbal, if it's acted, if it's, like, articulated in that way versus, like, just doing edgy stuff to be edgy or just stuff that's over the top, if it's a spoken like that plainly, you get the people's attention, you bring them in. That's the reaction, that's the shit I'm talking about. So when I see that shit on a TV show, I'm sitting there at 6 a.m. drinking coffee, like, let's fucking go. This shit's way over the top, but it's like, I'm invested now. (laughs) I'd like to segue if I can. Seg it. So, you love the Sandman series. I would say, 9 out of 10, it's fucking... I was so nervous after Cowboy Bebop, dude. Sandman fucking annihilates as an adaptation. It's not perfect. There are still things I don't like. Like, the guy who plays the Sandman or plays the Dream, Morpheus, I have a couple of criticisms about that. But well, it's Tom Surge, right? Yes. Do you have any, like, do you have any question for me or do you want to just go off? Continue. Finish your thought. So, like, my criticisms about the show, Tom Surge fucking kills this shit, but, like, I feel like he really tries to, like, Un- like enunciate through his face and it's weird because like in like 50% of the scenes he looks cool as fuck mm. a lot of the Sandman design in the comic book was based on either Robert Smith or Bowie Robert Smith because Robert it, Smith. it was written between 87 and like 96 so a lot of like the art style was based on like Smith or Bowie for a dream. And you can kind of you can kind of see that. Like he does kind of he does kind of convey the Robert Smith like you know almost like that or like a Davy Havoc like early AFI big hair. Yeah. All black. Yep, yep, yep. You know the deal. Tom Sturridge does a great job. I looked up the dude's wiki. I looked him up. He's a fucking like like accomplished Broadway actor, but like 
So he's not an actor anymore. He's a thespian. Yes. But this, this helps with the idea. If you think about it, the people that they've chosen for the show are stage actors. He pounds the planks. He knows how to steal the show with just a face. Let me just fucking take all the attention stage center. Of course. So what he does is like, it's funny because I was telling wife earlier, like when they interviewed Tom Sturge for like Vanity Fair or some shit, he was like, yeah, on day one of shooting, Neil took me aside and said, stop trying to be Batman. (laughs) You can kind of see it when he's playing... Dream because like his face butches up and he's like he purses his lips and he's like, you shall not imprison me forever. I will break from this prison and fucking go go. Like there's a lot of that like, mm. like when I put my lips together, mm, like I'm gonna kiss you. <laughs> there's a lot of that. Like fifty percent of the time he looks cool as shit. Another fifty percent of the time he's like, mm. he's like he's, he wants to kiss you through the screen and shit. I put some Kool Aid on my lips. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly you know what I mean. Like, there's a lot of it, like, mm. just me, just, like, seeing him, like, like, I don't know about you, but, like, when I, before I go out for, like, a big night, when I'm, like, on a date, way back in the day, before I, like, got married and shit, I would, like, practice my, like, hot looks in a mirror and shit. I feel like Tom Sturridge, like, practiced some hot looks, and he's like, that's the guy, that's my Sandman. <laughs> that's, that's him. That's no, my I'm... hot... Sandman, look. <laughs> I mean, before I met my wife, like, I, I would have actually had to convince a woman to actually go out with me. 